وَلَوْ and if يُعَجِّلُ اللَّهُ اللَّهُ was to hasten لِلنَّاسِ for the people what? الشَّرَّ the evil يُعَجِّلُ is from عَيْن جِيم لَام from the word عُجْلَة and عُجْلَة is to be hasty to rush to do something and it's basically to do something before it's due time to do something before it's due time so to hasten in that way وَلَوْ يُعَجِّلُ اللَّهُ لِلنَّاسِ الشَّرَّ What does this mean? That if Allah were to hasten evil for the people, in other words, He would give evil to the people quickly. He would give evil to the people, and by evil, what does it mean? Like punishment, right? Or evil consequences of their deeds, or the evil that people demand. If Allah were to give evil to the people quickly, استِعْجَالَهُمْ As their hastening بِالْخَيْرِ With the good. استِعْجَالَهُمْ They're seeking it to hasten. Meaning, just as people want good to come to them quickly. When people like something, in general, man in general, people in general, when they like something, what do they want? That it should happen? Quickly, instantly. Isn't it? So for example, you want to make a certain amount of money. And you realize that it's going to take about a year to save up that much money. What do you want? That year to move? To be over? Quickly, immediately. Right? Likewise, you want to travel and meet somebody. And there's still three months left. What do you want? Those three months to pass? Very quickly. Isn't it? So whatever we like... As human beings, it is our nature that we become impatient. Right? So we want it to happen instantly. You're driving somewhere, and you know that that place is at least 30 minutes away. But what do you want? That you arrive at your destination within a minute. Right? Which is why you're constantly looking at the clock. How much time has it been? How much time is left? Even though you know how much time is left, still you keep looking, hoping, wishing that somehow that time would pass quickly. Now, this is within human nature. So what do people do? When they see something khair, when they want something khair, they do isti'jal, meaning they hasten it. They really want it badly. And what do they do? The people who don't generally make dua, what do they start doing at this moment? They start making dua. Isn't it so? For five months, they haven't made any dua. Right? They don't really remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when they want something good, They start making dua as they're sitting, as they're lying down, as they're going outside. Every moment they're remembering Allah making dua. Right? So, isti'ujalahum bil khayr. But sometimes what happens? That people are actually asking for something evil. Hmm? They're not actually asking for something good. They're actually asking for something evil. So for example, a person is very angry, very frustrated, with their life, with the way things are going in their life, and what do they start praying for? Ya Allah, just, I want to die. They start praying for death. Right? Or they start praying for the death of other people. They're so sick and tired of a particular job that they say, you know what, I want to get out of this place. Huh? So what happens? They think that in reality it's good for them, but Allah knows that it's actually shar for them. So because of our impatience, Because of our lack of knowledge, what do we do? We start asking for evil sometimes. Right? 
And what happens? A person is making dua, but it's not being given. That evil is not happening. And you might think that this is very strange. Who would ask for evil? But actually people do. Like for example, a woman is married to a particular person and she gets hurt because of one reason. And it's only natural that within a marriage, people will hurt one another. So from day one that she gets hurt, she starts making dua, Ya Allah, make this end, make this end, make this end. And what happens 10 years down, it's still not ended. huh? And she's still wishing somehow that it would come to an end. And then 15 years later, she realizes, you know what, I don't think I want it to end now. Hmm? Their thinking changes later on. There is a woman, she has a baby, and she's like, I want him to grow quickly already. And then what happens? When that child is grown up, she's like, oh, I miss those times. Hmm? When she's nursing, she's like, I'm sick and tired of this. I don't want to nurse this baby anymore. And then what happens when the baby is weaned? I think I miss it. I miss nursing my baby. Huh? So what happens? We become hasty for something that we want. Sometimes what we want is good for us. But at other times, what is it? Shar for us. But we become impatient. We start wishing for it to happen quickly, quickly, quickly. Sometimes women get so frustrated with their children, they literally start making dua for their death. Really. I've heard such stories where parents are like, you know what? I, I don't want this child anymore. I've, I've had enough of him. I've had enough of her. Can't deal with them anymore. Isti'jalahum bil khair. So just as they should be making dua for khair, they start making dua for shar in the same way. And if Allah were to give them that shar the way He gives them khair, what would happen? Who would survive? Would anyone survive? No. Nobody would survive. Because if a person is upset and frustrated with a particular individual, and they say, you know what? They should die. You know what? This money, I don't want it anymore. You know what? This house, I hate it. You know what? These people, I hate them. And if because they hate them, everything is eliminated, what would be left? Really, what would be left? Because it happens. One day we like something, the next day we hate it. Right? So it happens. We're asking, we're asking, we're asking, but things are not changing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not change those things. So remember that if Allah were to do that, لَقُضِيَ Surely it would be decreed. إِلَيْهِمْ to them أَجَلُهُمْ Their term. Meaning their term, in other words, their life, their term of existence, would be finished. قُضِيَ Meaning it would be concluded. It would come to an end. In other words, not even a single person would survive. Because each person has a problem with another. Right? And remember that the people of Makkah, what would they say? That, oh Prophet ﷺ, if you're really a true Prophet and we're not believing in you, then let there some punishment descend on us from the sky. They were demanding punishment. That, oh Allah, if we're disbelieving, then punish us, finish us. And if Allah were to punish them immediately, then would people like Ikrima bin Abi Jahl accept Islam eventually? Abu Sufyan, Khalid bin Walid, radiallahu anhum ajma'een, would they one day accept Islam? No. But what happened years ago before they accepted Islam? People were asking Allah for punishment. Did Allah send that punishment? No. It's like some people, you know, they set a condition. They say, you know God, if you're really there, and I'm committing a sin, show me, punish me. Literally people will say such things. 
to test God. Does he really exist or not? And that's exactly what the mushrikeen of Makkah did. To test the truthfulness of the Prophet ﷺ. But you know what these requests are? Foolish. Right? They're foolish. This is why Allah says that if He were to fulfill them, لَقُضِيَ إِلَيْهِمْ أَجَلُهُمْ فَنَذَرُوا So we leave الَّذِينَ Those people who لَا يَرْجُونَ Who do not hope, who do not expect لِقَاءَنَا Our meeting. Where فِي طُغْيَانِهِمْ In their transgression, يَعْمَهُونَ They wander blindly. Meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leaves them in their blindness, so they keep going about in their lives, thinking that they are upon truth, whereas in reality they are far from truth. They say, you know what, if you were really a prophet, then something disastrous would have happened to us already. Like the mushrikeen of Makkah did. They're like, it's been 13 years, you've been claiming that you're a prophet, and we've been denying you from day one, nothing has happened. So we're not wrong, you are wrong. Like in the Qur'an, we learn, سَأَلَ سَائِلٌ بِعَذَابٍ وَاقِعٍ They came and demanded punishment from the Prophet ﷺ. That okay, if we're liars, if we're not on the truth, then bring the punishment on us already. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not do that. He does not do that. He gives people time. Even though they're so hasty for evil, He gives them time. Has it ever happened with you that somebody dares you? Okay, slap me. Go ahead, slap me. Go ahead, say something. And you're like controlling yourself. And then what happens? You know, they're challenging you. Right? So what happens? You're like, yeah, you want me to show you? You really want me to show you? What I can do? What I'm capable of doing? It's like they're challenging you. They're daring you to do it. So what do we do? We do it. We show it. We show them the power that we have and the capacity that we have. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-halim. People make the most craziest of requests all the time. All the time. They ask for death. They ask for illness. They ask for disaster. Hmm? They ask for one evil thing after another. But does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answer every prayer of theirs? No, He doesn't. Because He knows ultimately what is best for them. But in this is a lesson for us. That we should not be asking for shar. Right? No matter how upset we are, how frustrated we are with life, never make dua for evil. Even when you're very angry, still say something good. Because you never know. If you say something good from your tongue at that time, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts your dua, how good that could be for you. Right? I've read the story, Allahu alam if it's true or not, but I've heard many people quoting it also. The story of this woman whose son used to bother her a lot. A lot. And she used to get very angry with him. But every time she would be angry with him, she would say, Go, may Allah make you Imam of Haram. It's like she's so upset with him. And typically women, what do they say? Get lost. Get out of my face. Get out of the house. May you see this and may this happen to you. No matter how angry she was, she would say, You know what? Go away. May Allah make you the Imam of the Haram. And one day, Allah did make that person the Imam of the Haram. So uh, you never know. Always say something good. And be patient. Because Allah knows what in reality is good for us and what is bad for us. وَإِذَا and when مَسَّ It touched. Al-insan, the human being. Al-dur, the evil. When something evil touches a person. Al-dur, hardship. 
Dur is basically, from the root letters, la darara, darar means to harm, and adur is anything that harms a person. It's difficulty, it's hardship, it could be uh, physical, it could be psychological, it could be emotional, right? And it could be with the matters of this world, so with regards to one's health, with regards to one's family, with regards to one's religion, could be different kinds of hardship. So whenever some difficulty strikes a person, it touches him, it's not really a big deal, it just touches him, it's like he's slightly touched by some kind of adversity. What happens? Da'ana. He calls upon us. Meaning he makes du'a. Li jambihi. Li meaning at. In other words, when he's lying down, jambihi, jamb aside. So when he's lying down, when he's on his side, reclining, lying down, what does he do? He remembers his pain and he makes du'a to Allah. Ya Allah, please remove this difficulty from me. Awqa'idan, or sitting. He's sitting at the dinner table, sitting and driving, and he remembers his misery. And he's like, Ya Allah, please make this easy for me. Awqa'iman, or standing. He's standing in prayer, or he's standing in line, waiting for something, and he's making dua. Meaning, because he's experiencing that dur, it's constantly bothering him. And he realizes that no one can help him but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, because that dur is constantly bothering him, it's constantly on his mind, he remembers Allah all the time. And he keeps making dua. By the way, is it a good thing that a person is in difficulty and he's making dua, lying down, sitting, standing? Is that a good thing? It's a very good thing. But what happens? Allah says, فَلَمَّا then when kashafna, We remove from kashf, kaf, sheen, fa, to remove something. And when you remove let's say a cover, then what is underneath is exposed. This is why the word kashf is also used for exposing something. But literally it means to remove. So, فَلَمَّا كَشَفْنَا عَنْهُ Then when we remove from him ضُرَّهُ His adversity, what does he do? When that affliction is removed, مَرَّ He passes. كَأَن As if لَمْ not يَدْعُنَا He called us to ضُرٍ Any harm, any hardship, مَسَّهُ It touched him. He passes, meaning he goes on in his life, as if he never made dua to us, asking us to remove some hardship from him. In other words, when he is in pain, he remembers Allah. But as soon as that pain goes away, he goes back to how he was before, he forgets Allah. It's like a person is begging you in front of you. It's like, you know, children, they want something. So they just beg you, beg you, and they scream and they cry. And you're like, okay, fine, whatever. And you just give it to them. You give it to them and they just take it and run away. You're like, what are you supposed to say? Thank you? Where did your thank you go? Where did your manners go? What do we expect? That if someone is asking us for something, once we give it to them, at least... Say thanks, right? If someone behaves with us in this way, what do we think? Extremely rude. Next time, I'm not giving them anything. First he was begging me, now that I give it to him, he goes as if nothing happened before. And that is something that people do with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the time. Because notice the word, al-insan. It's not just one particular human being. This is something very common in people. Very common in people, regardless of their spiritual status. Many times it happens. 
that a person who generally doesn't pray, doesn't fast, doesn't remember Allah, when he's going through hardship, he will remember Allah. He will start making dua. And you know what? Sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually puts us in difficulty so that we remember Him. You know that? Like for example, a person who would not generally give sadaqah, he's in a situation where he would think about giving sadaqah. Giving sadaqah would become easier for him. And these situations that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts us in, they're supposed to be an opportunity for us to get closer to Allah. But many people, what do they do? They turn to Allah at that time, they ask Him, they give charity, they pray their nawafil, they go for their hajj and umrah even, to get that help. But then as soon as things go back to normal, what happens? They also go back to how they were. They also forget Allah. Marrat, He passes, كَأَلَّمْ يَدْعُونَ As if He never made dua to us. كَذَلِكَ Thus, زُيِّنَ لِلْمُسْرِفِينَ It is adorned for those who do israf, for the extravagant. What is adorned for the extravagant? مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ That which they do. Now remember, that it is something very natural. That when a person is in difficulty, he is in a desperate state, he does more ibadah, and the intensity of his ibadah also increases. So for example, in salah there is more khushur. Right? He's more concerned about reciting Qur'an daily. Right? He didn't read istikhara for so long, but now he's reading it with every salah. Right? He didn't give sadaqah for so long, but now he's giving it almost every day. This is something natural, and it's actually something good. However, it does not befit a believer that he turns to Allah in times of need, and when he doesn't have any need, he forgets Allah. This is not the way of the believer. What is the way of the believer? The Prophet ﷺ said, amazing is the case of the believer. And what is that? That when some difficulty touches him, he is patient. Right? And that is good for him. And part of patience is what? That you make dua to Allah. You don't give up. Right? And when some good touches him, then what does he do? He is grateful to Allah. And that is good for him. Some people, they remember this ayah when they're going through some difficulty and they say, you know what, because I was not making dua last week, I shouldn't be making dua right now. Is this ayah telling us that if you don't usually worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that much, then don't worship Him extra in times of difficulty? Is this what the ayah is telling us? No. It's telling us, remember Allah in hard times and also in good times. Remember Allah all the time. Just think about what you're doing. Think about your attitude towards your Lord. If we were to behave like this with people, would they pay any attention to us? Would they? That whenever we're desperate, we call them up, we go see them, right? We ask them to come over, and when everything's fine, we don't even call them for like a whole week. Two months go by, and we haven't even exchanged any text messages. And the day we're going through some distress, we're texting them like every five minutes. What's going to happen the next time you try to do that? They're going to ignore you. Right? They're going to ignore you. Because when you feel like you're being used, it's not a good feeling at all. Right? None of us want to feel as though we're being used by others. Yes? Just a small point of reflection. Um, think about the last time you had a runny nose. Like after a time, it just becomes annoying. It's not even that you're sick. It's just, oh no, my nose is a leaky It's just something faucet. small. Yeah. yeah, it's just something small. And after a while, you wake up and your nose isn't runny. 
And have we ever stopped to think in that moment how grateful we are that it isn't rainy? Like, I can breathe properly. My sinuses are clear. So just, just yes. small things. It's just something to be grateful about. Very true. That whether it's a small cut on our hand or, you know, something small that happens in our body, uh, physical pain, we think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? We make dua. If not a long dua, even something small like, Ya Allah, please. Right? Just Ya Allah, please. And then what happens? When that dur is over, when it's gone, we move on in our lives as though we never called upon Allah for help. And this kind of behavior, it does not befit a believer. And notice what is mentioned over here. كَذَلِكَ زُيِّنَ لِلْمُسْرِفِينَ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Who are musrifin? Those who do israf, those who are extravagant. What is extravagance? So for example, in material things, using material things, what would be extravagance? Okay, so for example, a person is just hoarding things, buying, buying, shopping, collecting, and hoarding, not sharing, not spending, okay? Wasting on haram, okay? Basically, it is to, for example, spend beyond the need, alright? A person's need can be fulfilled, in fact, not just need, but even the luxury can be fulfilled with a decent amount. But what happens? Many times we go beyond that, Decent amount of budget, right? This is israf. So for example, we're having a party. We're having a get-together in our house. And we have food, alright? How much food should be enough to serve, let's say, 20 people? You know, 20 servings. Okay, 30 servings maybe. But what happens? We always want extra, extra, extra food, right? If we have five different dishes, we want more. Right? We think it's not enough. We want the appetizers, we want the main meal, and we want the desserts, and the desserts should also be a couple of options. Right? And then what happens? People eat a little bit, little bit, little bit. Because everyone is concerned about their body. Right? And then what happens? All that food that is just sitting there, what do we do with it? What happens to it? Or we pour so much on our plates that we cannot finish it, and then what do we do with the food that is left? We just throw it. Right? We just get rid of it. Isn't that Israf? That is Israf. That the money that we are literally throwing away in the form of food that is bought and then gotten rid of, that money could have been used for something more beneficial. But that's not our way. We think differently. We just want to fulfill our desires. And when a person is spending money like that, wasting money like that, when do they ever feel guilty? They don't. They think, oh, wow, that was a nice party. You know what? I impressed my guests. That's it. I won them today. Yeah. It's done most in Ramadan. If you think about it, so much of this is done in the month of Ramadan. We want a whole variety of dishes and we cannot finish it no matter how much we try to eat, no matter how much we try to stuff ourselves, it's not possible. And then where does it go? Waste. Because the next day when you open your fast, you don't want to eat leftover food from like three days ago. Who wants to eat that? But when we do israf, do we really feel guilty? No. كَذَلِكَ زُيِّنَ لِلْمُسْرِفِينَ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Their israf is adorned for them, beautified for them. So they're so happy about what they're doing. They think what they're doing is right. And it's such a vicious you know, cycle. It's literally like quicksand, like you put your step, your foot in it, and you're just sucked by it, literally. 
So this kind of lifestyle of extravagance, there is really no end to it. وَلَقَدْ and certainly أَهْلَكْنَا We have destroyed الْقُرُونَ The generations, plural of قَرْن What does قَرْن mean? People of a time. So for example, all of us over here, what are we? إِقَرْن Fifty years ago, there were different people living over here. Yes, there are some people who were young back then and now they're slightly old. But if you think about it, think about your grandparents. Where are their parents today? Right? Where are their grandparents today? Gone. So, generation. Allah says, وَلَقَدْ أَهْلَكْنَا الْقُرُونَ We have destroyed before you many qurun, many generations. Think about it. How many people lived on this planet before us? So many. من قبلكم before you لما ظلموا when they oppressed when they committed injustice when they became oppressive towards others and part of oppression is that you have something that you can give them but you don't give them you waste it instead of feeding it to somebody else so this is one so when they committed injustice when they were unfair what happened their time came to an end, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala held them accountable, they were punished. But it's not that they were punished unwarned. No, they were warned before. They were told about what they were doing. وَجَاءَتْهُمْ رُسُلُهُمْ بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ Their messengers came to them with clear proofs, warning them. وَمَا كَانُوا لِيُؤْمِنُوا But they did not believe. كَذَلِكَ نَجْزِ الْقَوْمَ الْمُجْرِمِينَ Thus do we recompense a criminal people. So what's the lesson in this ayah for us? That how long can a person really ignore Allah? How long can he ignore Allah? He's in distress today, he calls upon Allah, things go back to normal. Next week he forgets Allah. Next week again, missing Fajr, delaying Zuhr. Maghrib skipped completely, right? And then like this, each day goes by, back to those bad habits. But then what are we thinking? Things are going to remain good forever? Are they? No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can hold us accountable any moment. Look at history. What happened to the people before us? Think about Fir'aun and his nation. Every time they were struck with some calamity, did they not request Musa a.s. Please make dua to Allah. And if this difficulty is removed, then we will believe in you. Did Fir'aun not do that? He did. But then what happened? He did this once, he did this again, he did this again multiple times until his chance was finished. And that's it. He was surrounded by the waves and he was finished. وَمَا كَانُوا لِيُؤْمِنُوا كَذَلِكَ نَجِزِ الْقَوْمِ الْمُجْرِمِينَ ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَاكُمْ Then we have made you, O people, خَلَائِف Successors. خَلَائِف plural of Khalifa. And who is Khalifa? Someone who is appointed somewhere but for how long? Temporarily. Khalifa, the term Khalifa itself shows that they have come after someone and they will be replaced by someone. They're replacing someone and they will be replaced by someone. And tell me, which human being is not like that? Every human being is like that, right? That Think about it. As people are dying, there are other people who are being born. Right? But those who are born, they will live their lives... And then they will be the ones who are dying. And then who will come? More people will come. So, ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَاكُمْ خَلَائِفَ فِي الْأَرْضِ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ We have appointed you as successors in the earth after them. After who? The previous generations. In other words, 
Now is your time on the earth. Why? لِنَنظُرَ So that we may see. كَيْفَ تَعْمَلُونَ How is it that you perform? What kind of amal is it that you do? Do you do israf like the previous nations? Do you forget Allah like the previous people? That if a person keeps behaving like that, using dua and worship and difficult times in order to get material gain, in order to get material benefit, okay, he may enjoy for some time. But then ultimately, he has to face his end in the akhirah. So this time that we have right now, why are we here? Why are we here? To collect dunya? To collect dunya? To be happy? Happy Muslim? To be happy over here? Is that our ultimate goal? Really? Is that our ultimate goal? Allah has sent us over here لِنَنظُرَ كَيْفَ تَعْمَلُونَ He is watching us. What is it that we do? How is it that we perform? What kind of actions we do? Not what we pretend, but what we actually do. That is what is being observed. So we're sent to this world for a purpose. Our time in this life is very, very precious. People use religion in order to get more material benefits. But we have been given this life and religion not to collect dunya, but in order to make our jannah. لِنَنظُرَ كَيْفَ تَعْمَلُونَ Because no matter what a person amasses right now, what is going to happen? It's going to come to an end. Today we own something. Tomorrow, as somebody replaces us, they will own it. Right? And you may have seen this with your own eyes. The clothes that fit you so well. Hmm? What happened? The next year, it didn't fit you anymore. So your mom gave it to your cousin in front of you. Did it ever happen with you? Or like your bike, hmm? that you were so proud of the way you bought it with your dad. And you rode it for a whole year. And the next year, you're trying to ride it, but it just doesn't. It's not your right size anymore. And then you're told, now it's time to give it to your brother. Yes. Someone will be known like as the funny one in their family and then like the new generations will come and like there'll be a new funny person of the family. Yes, it happens. Someone is known as a generous person of the family, but then in the 50 years later, they're nowhere to be seen. And somebody else has that title. Somebody else has that authority. So remember, whatever we have right now, any physical material thing, that is temporarily with us. What matters is not what we collect. What matters is what we do. Because al-mal wal-banun, zinatul hayat al-dunya. Wealth and children are just the beauty of this life. Right? Of this worldly life. Wal-baqiyat as-salihat. What will remain are actually good deeds. In a hadith we learned, the Prophet ﷺ said, the world is indeed sweet and green. What does it mean? Sweet, it's fun. It's fun. Green, it's beautiful. You enjoy it. And verily, Allah is going to install you generations after generations in it. Why? In order to see how you act. In order to see what you do. So guard yourselves against the world. Meaning, be careful. Be careful. Guard yourself against it. Because it's very tempting. It can lead you astray. It can deceive you. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. 